Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. So how many of you know this first chapter is based on this idea of an intelligent universe, or it's called the intelligent factor. How many of you say, yes, I know that the universe is intelligent? Good. Some people, some like, hmm, maybe. Well, I'm going to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about this, this intelligence factor, because I think it's an important point to take a look at. Um, and I'm going to take a look at it in a couple of ways. One is, of course, from a, a scientific perspective, and then we'll talk a little bit about a spiritual perspective. So when we look at the power of decision, it's, uh, this, this is a series, eight-week series on the lessons in living a thriving life. And this first perspective that we get a chance to take a look at is the intelligent universe. Um, and so just according to you know, NASA, this is a picture from NASA, the Milky Way itself has more than 100 billion stars. Yeah, there's over a trillion galaxies. Now, that's galaxies. Like we're in the Milky Way. Just think a trillion galaxies, at least what we see in the visible universe. And they're a tiny fraction of the universe that we can actually see. There's so much more to it. From the human perspective, because I just gave a couple little facts that I really enjoy, which I think is absolutely amazing. Do you know that your heartbeat both expands and contracts 100,000 times per day? For an average adult, 100,000 times a day, our body is intelligent. And that literally, if we take our vascular system and we put them from end to end, we can actually wrap around planet earth more than twice. That's like about 60,000 miles. And that no two people have the exact same fingerprint. I think that is absolutely fascinating. To understand these ideas and to recognize that there is an intelligence. Would you say that there's an intelligence in the universe? an intelligence, there's even a spiritual intelligence. And that spiritual intelligence exists within each and every one of us. It existed all of creation. In science, it's known as this idea of, of light or vibration that we, that we all work in. This place where it vibrates within everything. I mean, it's said over and over in science that everything is energy. We can take a look at stars, we can take a look at planets, we can take a look at galaxies, you can take a look at the trillions of information that are in our physical beings. And you have to ask ourselves, wow, there is a divine intelligence that is within us and around us. That's known as spirit. So when we look at that and recognize that place, we actually see that there's so much more to this intelligence and there are laws upon the universe. Now I can say if this planet, there's gravity, right? That's a, that's a, that's a small law upon this planet and the gravity, which always works over and over and over on this planet. Well, if I drop a pen, it's going to fall. I keep dropping the pen. It keeps falling, right? doesn't matter how many times I do that. It's one of the most joyous things for kids. <laughs> and they're going to do it again and again for you. 
But this idea that there's a laws upon the planet, that there are laws upon the universe, which are always operating. And he starts to talk about this place for us because uh, he wants us to really get this idea that if we understand that the laws of the universe, which are impersonal, doesn't matter what you put in, right? So there's a law for which we say, let there be. Now, many people say, well, I didn't ask for this. Well, there are lots of ways that sometimes I recognize I asked for something, even though I didn't ask for it, meaning I keep my attention on it. So I can take a look at, and I know somebody was just sort of saying, oh gosh, last thing I want to do is talk politics, but look at what's going on in the world and take a look at what's going on in my mind. Am I holding to the idea that spirit is in the midst of all of it? Because out of what seems to be absolute chaos is a divine order a pattern which keeps existing over and over and over again. And those things that aren't true tend to just fall away. As a matter of fact, the absolute truth is what we're consistently taking a look at. So we know that our bodies are intelligent and we can say, oh yes, I understand that. Well, that there are laws upon the universe and the laws are always operating over and over and over again. Right. So no matter what we put in, we're going to get out. Now, of course, that makes a difference with what it makes a difference in the volition for which we use the feeling for which we use the amount of of um, repeated over and over and over, which ends up creating our beliefs. Right. Our thoughts and our and our emotions get to be so strong that we start creating beliefs, beliefs about what we, what we deserve, what we can accept, you know, how good things are, how not things are good. Um, once we start to make these beliefs up in our head, we start to attract further things to us by, based upon that. That's how the universe works. We start to attract more and more and more based on what we believe, what we think. Now, I will say this about his book because, uh, you know, Raymond Charles Barker is great, but I don't know if you've ever been in my place, which is you read a book and you kind of go, I don't know, which is a wonderful place to be. And the reason why I say this is because of the fact that there's a thought called wrestling with angels. We've all, some of us may have heard that it's a biblical term, um, a phrase that we're, what we're really doing is we're wrestling by working with this concept. We want to know it. We want to prove it. We want to see, does it really work? Well, wrestling with an angel is wrestling with these high thoughts and seeing how does it operate in my life? So I'm just not being told something. I'm actually being able to understand it, wrap my brain around it, figure out how it works. How do these pieces fit together? Right? So that I can really own the concept and decide how I want to work with it. So we're in this place where we can talk about, all right, well, if there are laws upon the universe that are constantly operating, like every thought that's a seed that's planted into the soil, the soil takes a hold of it and then shows up as the plant. Now, this is basically he's talking about the creative process, even though he doesn't use that word. How many of you ever heard of the creative process? 
right? This is how everything is created over and over in the universe. Doesn't matter what it is. Think of something that's not created that way. Something had to be a thought and then showed up, took some time in some unformed substance and then showed up into demonstrable form. The sweater that I'm wearing, somebody had to think about it. What does it look like? Will it be a V-neck? Will it be a, a circle neck? Is it going to be what color is it? Blah, 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 blah. All these thoughts, what are being gathered to get it and then showing up into form. So then we, so we have to talk to ourselves and say, well, if this is the case, this is how it shows up over and over and over, then what are the steps that I kind of want to look at? And... Um, I think this is an important piece for us to, to say, okay, well, what are those steps? What do I want to understand or learn from this book on creating sort of this life that I want by making decisions? And the first piece to me is this idea and concept of knowing where I'm at. Why? Because when I know where I'm at, I know where I'm starting from. Right. I can, you know, I've, I've told people this lots of times, uh, which is um, if I, I can't keep saying over and over, I'm driving to Hawaii. I'm going to drive to Hawaii. I'm going to drive to Hawaii. I'm going to drive to Hawaii. Now, that's, of course, where I was born and raised. But if I don't know that I'm in Seattle, currently in this day and age, there's no way I'm going to drive to Hawaii. There is no road that takes me there. But if I know where I'm at, I can then understand that if that's where I want to go, then I can take the necessary steps to get there. But knowing where I'm at is important. Often, a lot of times, and you'll hear a little bit in, in this book where he talks about turning away from what you're currently going through. And I run in a little bit of a different philosophy with that, um, tends to be a little bit more of the in indigenous perspective, which is instead of to run from that fear or whatever it is that, uh, that discomfort is to actually turn to it and say, what is it that you're trying to teach me? Then I'm embracing things. Then I'm experiencing a wholeness where nothing's lacking, nothing's missing, where I'm not pushing things away from me. So they're going to do what? Push back upon me, where they keep coming up over and over. I have to be able to accept where I'm at. But when I know where I'm at, then I'm actually able to move on. And the next step is having the place to say, okay, well, if I'm here, then what do I want to do next? And what to know next is that I'm one with this intelligence of the universe. Because when I'm in spirit, when I'm in knowing what actually is that infinite field of possibility, when I understand that there are galaxies upon galaxies, trillions that I, I just blows my mind, that there's a divine intelligence that knows how to circulate the blood through my body, I can know that I'm one with it. And then I know what so often has been said that the truth can set me free. So being able to recognize that, I'm able to move on. Now, in, in his book, he has some wonderful affirmative prayers, which I kind of want to use a couple of them. There are three in the first chapter, but he's talking about this very thing of knowing that I am one with that infinite source. So there is one cause, one mind, one source. I am because this created 
me out of itself in order to express itself as me. The cause being pure mind created me as pure mind in action. God knows me as an intelligent vehicle of its great idea. Therefore, I'm now myself as the mind of God in expression. I am alert, vital individualization of the, indiv of the infinite mind. I am intelligent, wisdom, and knowledge. Every idea I need is already within my consciousness. These ideas are now activated in my thoughts, and I am aware of them. Henceforth and forevermore, I shall make right decisions. Giving you an idea. Here's an affirmative prayer that we can use ourselves. Why not record it? Figure out what works first. Remind ourselves in those times where things aren't going well. The next place to ask is, okay, well, if this is what, where I, I know I'm connected to that infinite, what do I desire? What do I want? Even this idea of welcoming into my life what is already here. So knowing these ideas shall come. So once again, his affirmative prayer, page 17, I exist in and am forever one with the infinite spirit, the infinite spirit, the infinite mind. The mind is forever evolving new ideas of itself. And these ideas are in my consciousness now. I am the means by which they appear. These ideas I now welcome all subconscious opposition to them is now negated in my mind. I want, need, and have God's fresh ideas. They are my mental nourishment. They give me new directions. And they lead me to right decisions. So these, these are all places for us to say, okay, I, I know where I'm at. I know that I'm one with, with what it is that I'm already desiring. Thus, I am now moving my thoughts to what I am creating. And I'm looking for God's ideas to create something new. The last one, I, as I put, is making a decision. Let's face it, we have to make decisions every day. And every decisions have consequences, right? If I decide not to take a shower and I do that for a while, there's going to be consequences. Maybe people won't want to spend time with me. Um, <laughs> there could be other consequences for doing certain things. So here's some of the decisions according with, um, you know, what he's speaking of in this, in this chapter is to contemplate, meditate, um, use affirmative prayer, act. This is my translation, act from a state of being, not out of a reaction. Thus, if I know that I'm one with spirit, what actions I take come from a different place than if I know that I'm just reacting to something. 